This is professional radio, gentlemen. That's front wheel drive. Sorry, have you got anyone you want to thank? Just myself. And now we do the after hours. Da, da, da. <laughs> Uh, gentlemen, what would you go for? ACSN there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and because it's not a supercar. It is. It's not. Automotive perfection comes in the form of two letters, A and U. Long live my LTD. Welcome to Car Talk. It's Tuesday night here on AF1 Northwest FM. It's me, Matty J, in studio with Mr. Tyrone Cabral. Online with Mr. Scotty Doe Johnson and Mr. David Prince. How are you, gentlemen? I'm great, thank you. Doing good, thank you very much. Good to hear, good to hear. Lots of car-related shenanigans over the weekend. Lots of stuff that's that's happening, uh, which which we'll cover on tonight's episode. We're going to to be covering um, some more with your others as well. But first and foremost, Scotty Doe Johnson, you were at uh, the Adam LZ, or as we would say in, in, in the United States, uh, in the United Nations of Tracy Grimshaw, Adam LZ, his uh, drift tour, the, the, the drift world tour, right? At, um, yes, the world tour, yes. How was that? Tell us about it. What's going on? Um, I, I know a few other people went there, you know, Static from Gutter to Gutter went there, and and a few other, other people that were kind of in the show seem to have went. So it seems like it went, was a pretty massive event, like like pretty huge. Thoughts and yeah, I wanted to know, to know how you how you enjoyed the the time. Yeah, so I went on um, Saturday and Sunday, so I did the both. Um, the way it worked on the Saturday was it was qualifying, and then the people didn't that didn't make the top sixteen <clears throat> went into another competition, and the ones that came out on top, uh, I think it was down to the top three got to go into the top the top 16 into the competition for the Sunday. That's pretty cool. Um, so there's still a lot of drifting and not just the qualifying, but also some um, tandem events too. So we got to watch that. It was organized really well. It was pretty much starting on the times that they said. And um, the commentators I thought were, were really good that they had. So that was, that was enjoyable. You could sit there, find a spot and <clears throat> listen to them too at the same time. They have some um, big screens up, so you could sort of see things closer. There were there were a couple couple screens um, up there too, because it was also streamed. So if you didn't go, you can watch it on Adam LZ's uh, Adam LZ's channel if you like. It's got day one and day two up there, so you can watch that. And that's pretty much exactly what we saw. They had um, drones flying around, so you can see up close with the drifting, and um, so that that was really really good. Plenty of things you could try and join a line to buy some merch if you wanted to. I'm laughing because uh, some of the lines were massive all the time. So if you wanted anything of Adam L- Adam LZ, the line was huge. Um, he sold out pretty much everything, I reckon. There was just some T-shirts and that left. Oh, wow. Wow. By the end, that went crazy. And um, would have been happy about that. Yeah. And um, Keep It Reap line was probably the second biggest one. So they had plenty of things to to buy there too. Um, it was good to see them go out drifting. It was like professional, but but not. So it wasn't really down to, you know, you have to use your own car and that's it because some of them were actually borrowing each other's cars. So they get out and have a run because they're having some issues. Yeah. So Adam LZ had issues with the car that he was using. So the Keep It Reap 
guys let him use the um, RB20 AU ute. So that was going out for a thrashing. And Jimmy Oaks was using a four-door R33 <clears throat> at that event. Colette was using an R32. So there was plenty of drifting going on and just, you know, someone's car breaks down or breaks something, they were happy to let someone else share and borrow. So it didn't it didn't limit what we could see, if that makes sense. So, you know, if there was issues like that, they'd be like, okay, the drift, the drift, you know, that's the winner, that's it. So yeah. you got to see a bit more and that's kind of what I liked. So, but it was so professional. The drifting we got to see was just top notch. Top notch, yeah. So in the qualifying, you know, they were already dishing out like 92s. Wow. Um, and that's like in their first runs and stuff like that. So if you got a 92, you'd be lucky to be in the top five because there were so many <laughs> good yeah. runs with the scoring. Um, I must say it's good drift track at Calder Park, um, the way they've set that up, and you can run right along the wall. So there's a lot of wall bashing along there and <laughs> clipping the stickers. So they'd hit the stickers and the stickers would all fly over the fence and hit people <laughs> while they're drifting that close to the walls. The other thing was a lot of interesting combinations for drift cars that we got to see. Utes were represented, so that was great. <clears throat> there was a V8 BMW. I've got to look more into this. It sounded like an absolute beast. It must have had so much torque. That thing was dropping so much smoke. Not 100% sure. I'll have to try and get some more info. I didn't get much info on that one, but that was awesome to see. There was the Nissan Prairie <laughs> that was running um, ITBs oh. and a 2JZ that was stroked out to 3.2, I think, or 3.4. That, right? that was NA, yes. That thing was awesome out on track. <laughs> um, sounded sick too. Oh, when funny. I first heard it, I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what engine is in this thing. I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> that can carry seven people in relative comfort. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, then they brought out the other minivan, which was a um, the Honda Odyssey, and that thing was packing a 2JZ oh. on the bonnet too. And it had bride seats at the front and two bride seats in the back too that you could sit in. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> that thing was cool. So they took that out, gave that a good thrashing and drifting. We got to see a little bit of a six-rotor. Wow. From New Zealand, so that was cool. The six rotor, yeah, that sounded fantastic. That was uh, Mad Mike was there in his three rotor MX5, and that thing was NA and shooting huge flames. <laughs> I, I, I swear, I know how he got his name, Mad Mike. He is He's insane, just insane. <laughs> so good. After every run in that, he just started doing massive burnouts and just. He's nuts. I don't know how you can drift something that well. It's an MX-5. It's such a short body. It shouldn't be that capable. But yeah, he was almost doing like reverse entries. <laughs> the way he's just throwing in the corners and just easily just catching it again and off he goes. Like phew, that was unbelievable to see. I must say, Adam LZ's come. Uh, Adam LZ's come a long way. He was really good. He's laying down some good, some good lines, um, especially in a car that he hasn't driven. Right hand drive too to make it even harder. He even did well when he took out the AU Ute with the RB20 in it. There's a couple S15s, one of them with an LS, another one with the 2J. So 2J was fairly popular. 
But the good news is it was an Aussie that won. All right. And in his four-door R33, which still got an RB in it, so that was good. And also to represent Australia in third place was a Ute, so that was good to see. Through Australia. Yeah, it was good to see. Came out there in third place. Um, oh, there was a good KE Corolla too. That was packing a, a V8 supercharged too. That was awesome. That was some good drifting. When it came to some of the show cars, so they had – if you've ever been to Calder Park where they've got the whole drag strip yeah. that was just on both sides of the drag strip angled park all the way along was a lot of show cars you could check that out. Cool. That pretty, you can just walk down, walk down the drag strip and see all that. Yeah. Yeah. So you just get to walk down the drag strip and you've got cars on either side of you to check out and have a look. Um, plenty, plenty there to look at. They had another section with some more cars. There was like, Five R34 GDRs. I've never seen so many together. Like the, I think I sent you the photo with the three yeah. white ones together. <laughs> yeah, and there was a yellow one. There was, I think there was another one. Yellow ones somewhere. everywhere. Like that, that yellow one's a pretty well-known car. It's been around for mm. a very long time. So, what sort of money? Sorry, Scotty. I was just going to ask, what sort of money did the weekend cost? Like a ticket for the weekend? Um, each day was seventy-five bucks. Okay, that's pretty reasonable to be fair. Like for all that content, that was. Uh, I think Saturday was a bit cheaper. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, but you could buy it as, you know, like a Saturday, Sunday pass if you wanted to. Yeah. I think it was only like 65 but then 75 for the Sunday. Okay. But parking and all that was free. You didn't have to pay for any parking there. Although it wasn't the best trying to leave because they park you in the Thunderdome. Yeah. Oh. And then it was a free-for-all to get out. So. <laughs> so you can picture all those cars all trying to narrow down from like 20 lines that they've made into one to go under and out. <laughs> Yeah, wow. <laughs> there was no one there to guide that. That was that was funny. I was like, oh my goodness. I've done that before. It's it's a long way. Yep. Um, but even after the whole whole event finished, they just let cars go out. Okay. Um, so, you know, the other drifters that had finished up, they could just go out there and just have a bit of a free for all out there for a bit of fun. Uh, there's an S13 with a massive supercharger attached on the front, big V8. That thing absolutely shredded tires. <laughs> that was good to see. But, yeah, overall, it looks like they'll probably come back next year is what they're already talking about, and they'd want to make it bigger and better. If they could make it bigger and better. I mean, if, if even if it was just the same, I'd be happy. Yeah. I'd go again. So there's plenty of spots where you can sit. Um, we found a good spot on the grass where you could almost see the whole drift and then around around the wall. A lot of people got up nice and close to the wall. That was probably the best the best spot to watch them try and ride the wall as close as they could going flat out. So that was a fun part there too. Yeah. Well, I, I did buy a few things. So I got this for Mighty Car Mods fans. Oh, that's cool. Page up for power. <laughs> I, um, I, got the t- I got the T-shirt too. That's awesome. That's the same thing. And then I got a couple posters, so I'm a sucker for posters. Oh, so that's that, oh, nice. Japanese GDR touring cars. Oh, that's, that's very cool. And I got the Pennzoil R34 GDR. Oh, very nice. And then... So is that an Australian car, that Pennzoil one? Uh, no. Oh, that's cool. And then the old R33 GDR, the HKS one that was the... Um, it was the world's quickest GDR back in the day. Still around somewhere in someone's garage in Japan, but 
<laughs> yeah, I think that's what started it all. With the probably actually yes. out the back of a workshop with grass growing through it. <laughs> yeah. With the yes, livery and everything on it. So mm. I think that's what everyone loved and remembered was is that HKS livery that became yeah. pretty famous. Yeah, I think that's all I can think of. It was just, yeah, it was just really, really good. Sunday weather wasn't the best, mm. but I'm glad the rain pretty much stayed away. Like there was some showers coming through, but it didn't rain enough to to wet the to wet the track enough. Yeah make it hard for them. So that was, <laughs> it was just a little bit chilly. Well, I was coming back from Castle Main about or probably half past three, quarter to four, and we were coming down towards the BP and um, I, I thought someone was burning off. You know, there was like <laughs> literally smoke in the air. <laughs> and and I, I said to my mate, gee, it looks like something's on fire. Or, and as we got, we just got this waft of rubber through the vents of the car. We were like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That's what's going on. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah. That's what was happening. Fun for all. Yeah, no, it was. It was good to see all those um great drifters out there and just find some new drifters, especially Australian ones that I didn't really know that now I, I follow on Insta so I can keep tabs on them and see how they're going. Nice. Because I wasn't really, you know, I didn't really know anyone that's in the Australian drift scene or anything like that. So it was good to see them and see the cars that they use and now follow them. And if they got a YouTube page, follow that too. So yeah, overall, awesome event. And if you haven't seen it, you can catch it on, on YouTube too. There's a live stream for day one and day two. That's on Adam Alzi's channel. My next one ever um, was part of the insane drifters back in the day. And um, they're like, they're, you know, that's, that's coming back probably 15, 20 years. And, he had an S13, and and I always remember the one thing he used to say. To me, he, he's like, he's like, you have to hate your car to be a drifter. Like you have to physically hate it because you you, you have no mechanical sympathy. You just got to just beat the living crap out of it. And and he's like, he's like, like people crack it when when they break, but he's like, well, you're treating it like it's not meant to be treated. But you're meant to be you're meant to go over what's what the car can you know physically do. And that always stuck with me. And then I, I remember watching him drift, and he, he virtually reverse injuries into corners and just just going crazy. I was like, you know, what? that's actually really really cool. So. That, that, he was the guy that got me into drifting, and you know, I used to go to Quarter Park a lot. And and uh, you know, I've been to a few drift events since. And but this sounds like it went off like really, really well. So yeah, I'd be keen to go and see. I reckon that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I definitely um, recommend it. It was just a great day. Even if you just go on one of the days, you still get everything that you want. So perfect. So I'm assuming there'd be no car updates then, because you 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 that's your yeah that's that's that was that was my car update. <laughs> Looking at cars, looking at cars. Yeah, yeah, that was me up there. Big skin. How about that pumps you up to finish the year 31? Um, oh, yeah. Um, car updates with me. I um, uh, found out why the um, brakes in the scamp weren't I, as good as I'd like them to be because the one of the rear wheel cylinders was leaking. So I now have two rear wheel cylinders to be um, either re-sleeved or if I can find 9 16th seals for them which uh, is not an easy size to get, evidently. Um, but that's what you get for having a 50-year-old car. So, yeah, I've got I've got a lead on a place tomorrow, so I'll see if I can get um, get those. did enjoy actually watching, um, I'm not sure if it's the latest one, but it's fairly current. Uh, I watched a redriven um, episode last night where he compared um, two K-Vans. Did you see that? Yeah. 
yeah, the Suzuki Spacer and the Honda Endbox. Couldn't wipe the smile off his face. It was it was very entertaining. I think uh, they were obviously from Go Garage in Sydney, so I, I, he, he says there's no association, but, gee, they, Go Garage should have paid him. He gave them a really good rap uh, and really enjoyed them. That was pretty entertaining. Um, and it was good the way he addressed a few things. I mean, people have concerns about them you know, get, get, getting parts and, and things for them, but the overriding thing is, you know, they're... they're what really struck me was the fact that he said they're the most popular class of car in Japan. He said so all the manufacturers make them the best they can to uh, to succeed, and, and they do. They sell in the millions over there. So, um, yeah, good, reliable little things. That was entertaining. What else did I, have I done? Um, I've done a bit of um, – I need to work out one night this week to go and pick up my Civic Wagon, uh, but that's up in the Dandenong, so I've got to, um, I've got to work out a way to do that, but that's a – Job for not tonight, another night, I think. Um, that's all done. New head gasket, timing's all redone. The distributors t- turned around, it rotated it on a, a cog to, to sort out that problem. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to actually getting to drive that. Uh, and then we've got another big show coming up on the 12th, 11th and 12th of November at um, Sandown as part of the historic Sandown. So we'll, um, I'll hopefully have it on display there, I think. So yeah, I think that's about me for the moment. Um, not much from my end, but actually, uh, when was it last, last Saturday, the Saturday before, I think the Saturday before, actually during the week I went and started the car, I was going somewhere and I could hear a massive vibration sound going through, yeah. through the car. Yeah. And I was like, and that was only whenever I called started, once I started driving, yeah. it, it, it went away. Um, so it, every time I call started it, it. I could I could hear it there, and I knew it was something to do with the exhaust anyway. So I took it down, and what had happened was when they split the exhaust into two twin pipes, the right hand side, um, the bracket, the weld had just broken off. Oh, okay. So they rewelded that back on, but there is still a slight sound still coming. So I think it's it's hitting mm. one part of the chassis somewhere. Um, I just haven't got gotten around to to looking at it, but it's only when it happens when it's cold starting, I think it just vibrates that much it's probably because it hasn't faster. Been yeah. Yeah. It vibrates that much that it's it's hitting something. And then once I drive off, okay. it just yeah. After like a couple of minutes it's like yeah, it just dies out. But yeah, that's the only thing that I probably need to look into when I do get some time. Um but other than that, nothing just enjoying it and that's it. Just putting some more K's on it. Yeah. <laughs> Updates with me. I've been driving my MR2, so um, I've, I went and picked it up and um, had some time because I've been away from work. So I gave it a clean, and I was going to take it this weekend to the I think the 40th anniversary of the MR2 at yeah, at the Sandown, but um, I'm probably just going to just have an easy weekend, I think, just to recover. Um, so gave it a clean. Really enjoyed driving that car. It is so much fun. It's, yeah, it, it's, it feels like it feels special every time you drive it. It gives you a sense of occasion. Like if it, it feels like, you know, you're in something different, not a, you know, not just a standard car, which, which is kind of nice. So, um, so I've been driving that a, a little bit and uh, just, you know, putting some K's on it. I realized that until last week, I'd only driven it like six times for the whole year. So, <laughs> So I'm just gonna, you know, it, it expires next month. So I'm just gonna daily that for 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 the yeah. future. So I can, you know, uh, get my get my uh, get my club permits permits worth. Um, what else have I done? Um, 
started my brother's car while I while he's away. Yeah, he's like, oh, can you can you, you know, turn it over for me? You know, give it a run. Jeez, that thing's loud. Oh God, like the whole house shakes. Like it's, <laughs> it's 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 so freaking loud. Um, and it hurts because when you got to open up all the doors because like, the ethanol content is just on E85, it just, it just burns your eyes. Like your eyes like yeah. on fire. Like ah, oh, my eyes. There are windows open, doors open. I'm trying to fan out the place. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's so. Added up on seven o'clock on a Saturday morning. Oh. <laughs> they don't like the neighbors. <laughs> the neighbors are really <laughs> I have to show you Tyrone. This thing's yeah. so loud. Um, that would have been fun out at Calder Park. Would have fit in nicely with all the other loud cars. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was. I think he was wanting to go to that actually, but, but obviously he's, he's, he's touring Europe at the moment. Um, but oh, Jesus, there! Like I, you know, it started it and eighty-five takes you know, a couple of cranks and it's like whoa, 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 and when it hits it, like the whole ground, it, it's like. It's like an earthquake. And my brother sent me a message. He's like, well, did you guys get an earthquake? I'm yeah, from starting your car. We had a five magnitude yeah. earthquake. I was just saying, I didn't, I didn't realize I was dead to the world. But um, I, said, I, I said it as a joke to him because his car is just ridiculously loud. So I, I, I said to him, I said, this is just, this is too much, man. He's like, nah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I mean, you guys have, I think, have seen how loud that car is. It's... It's mind-bogglingly loud in, in terms of like you know, Ed regretted his decision when he told him to give it a hit through the tunnel and deafened everybody. <laughs> that was so loud. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, it, it's it's very cool. It's cool to have a loud car, but oh, geez, I, I yeah, ethanol. It it's it's it burns anyway. So so so, so that was uh, that was me. Uh, with, with did my, you did you find out what Luke is driving in? In Europe, well, it's in Prague at the moment. I think I think they got like a um, I think they got like a um, a Renault van of some description. He said so, um, not a kangaroo, but like a something else with with a whole bunch of seats in it. So seats, yeah, like a multi seater thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so like, like it's, it's like a traffic. I think he said, but like not a traffic. I think they call it something different there. Yeah, yeah. Seats, so so it is yeah. and stuff. But um, but yeah, he's uh, he's enjoying his time over there. He's feeling sick like me. Um, so. Uh-huh. So he, his his little guy got sick, and then um and then his then his wife got sick. Now he's sick. So, uh, uh-huh. so yeah, he's not he's, he's enjoy the last few days, but that's just that's just how it is. But yeah, uh, that's been that. Um, XR8 got a, got a good got a good drive on my mum over the weekend. Um, I got got a couple of clips from the records that I that I put back on. I only need to find one more little clip for it, and then the whole thing's mint. Um, no, it's not. Oh well, yeah. I have to get the, the those couple of holes fixed up, Mister Prince. That's right. Yeah. I'm waiting for it to arrive in my driveway for some. I can bring it down to you whenever you're whenever you're ready. Okay, okay. your own's gone. Just just let me know uh, when you're free, and I'll uh, drive it over, and you can, you can work your uh, David Prince magic on it. And uh, I think it'll be good as gold after that. Perfect. So yeah, that's pretty much it on my end, gentlemen. Now, you know, I like to do these. I like to do what what would you rather? You know, Thomas, the guy that, that we went to Japan with, and he's been on the show and a good friend of the shows. And I think Edward and David got sick of us doing this. We were like, what would you rather? Like the whole time we were just doing what we were doing, what would you rather? And, and we'd give each other scenarios. And I remember when we were at um, Universal Studios in, in Osaka in Japan, um, waiting to go on on this godforsaken roller coaster, which he made me go on. And I, I hate rides. I proceeded to use many profanities and yelled at it. I'm like, why did you make me do this? Why did you make me do that? As, as we're dropping like 40 stories. Um, 
And he, and, he, and he's like, yeah, that was terrible. I'm like, you think? Uh, but anyway, <laughs> but, but to calm myself down before getting on this on this ride, we, we were doing a whole bunch of what would you rather's, and and there's a couple of them that that, that I'm, I'm, I'm going to touch on with with you guys to get to get your opinions. But first of all, Mr. Prince, you had a you had a you had a couple of cracking ones. Uh, we'll start with. Oh, look, I think we've we've sort of touched on some of them before, but a couple of things have happened in the last few days that um, brought brought one to mind. The um, so fast or slow the, the old the old chestnut i i was um pontificating the other day to someone who's very close to me saying you know how much i like an fl5 one day and and they they just turned to me and said you know you're not a type r guy <laughs> said, yeah. and in, in one way i was gutted and then in uh, and then in another way, I thought you're completely right. I think it would be wasted on me. I, I think I'm too invested in, in in driving a slow car fast rather than a fast car slow. So they would always said, "Wash your mouth out with soap." Um, <laughs> I, was, I can be a Thai bar guy if I want to be a Thai bar guy, and uh, <laughs> I'd like to be a part-time Thai bar guy. I think borrowing someone's Thai bar it's like having a boat or a swimming pool. The best one to have is probably someone else's. Else's, yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I think. Um, and as I said, we, we have talked about it on the podcast before, but like an MX-5, there's not many cars in the world that are more fun to drive than an MX-5, and that's not a fast car. Um, it's something about the whole the way the whole thing comes together and the package and the dynamics that it offers. Um, the um, Whereas in a fast car, you're just going to be so hamstrung by regulations and, and speed restrictions and all that sort of thing that you're really just not going anywhere near touching its performance for 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, club, club level motorsport's fantastic way to get to enjoy a, a fast car on a track. And um, mind you, talking about quarter before, it made me think of the last time I drove around quarter was in a scamp. So, I mean, you can actually have small car fun on big tracks too. It's just a long way around a big track in a scam, I've got to say. <laughs> but the um, see, I watched the video today about the MX5, and they said the MD is going to be a future classic one because that no, but no company makes a car like that anymore. Because like even like the cheapest performance cars are really powerful these days. Like like a GR86 would smash it. Um, yeah, you know, like they are seriously fast cars, um, and. Uh, you know, there's no one that makes a really you know underpowered but fun sports car to drive, and the only people that do it are Mazda. And in 20 years, if it doesn't exist, we're going to be we're going to be driving all these hyper cars. I mean, look, the Honda Civic Type R, the current one, is a ridiculously fast car. Like, like let's not beat around the bush there. But like, it is a fast car. It is it is a, a you know a weapons grade machinery that can go around a corner <laughs> faster than virtually any faster than you know F40s and supercars from from the 80s and 90s, you know, and then 2000s even. So. You know, to to fully exploit a car like that, it's it's very hard, like, and you have to be like you know god level you know driving you know to to be able to com- complete the accident. But in MX five, you can have a lot of fun doing under the speed limit, and you f- you feel like you know you feel like Peter Brock. You know, it, it's it's a uh, it, it's one of those it's it's one of those really cool catch twenties. And it's the same thing with but what I feel with the MR two, David. Like I feel like I can push that super hard. And be well under the speed limit and enjoy myself and have me smiling the whole way and you know, be like, yep. there's a lot to be said about stuff like that. Yep. And and Adam was saying in the um in the video we talked about before on a YouTube channel with the he said for the eighty percent of your driving that you've got to do, why not have fun in that eighty percent as well? You know, why not enjoy that 
time as much as you can. And and that's what he was saying about the K the K um, K vans that you know he said not only they fund a drive, you know, they've got a real sort of eager, that little three-cylinder thrum that that 660 engine puts out. So it sounds really eager. It sounds like you're going fast. Um, uh, but he said also the reactions from the people, he said he's never driven anything that's given him as much sort of you know, high fives and thumbs ups and, and all that sort of thing from people. So, um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm firmly entrenched, I think, as it was pointed out to me quite sadly, but truthfully, yeah, I'm a small, slow car, fast sort of guy. I think. Yeah. What, what about you guys? What about you, Tyrone? Do you like driving a slow car that you can just pump punish around like all the time? Like, yeah. Like, see, I'm I'm probably a slow car, loud car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be I'd be that like where like you know like you'd 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 punch it and like it'll be loud, but like you're not going that fast. Where you're still you're still within the limit, you know. Whereas like. If you've got a car that is fast, by the time you get to that, I, I think sound level or enjoyment factor, you're like already over the speed limit. Yeah. So and and that's like, w- when when can you do that? Yeah, you know, yeah. when when can you do that? Where can you do that? You know, unless you're not on on a legal track to do that to hear that, you're never going to enjoy that. You're never going to enjoy that car. So, I think for myself, I'm probably a slower car but louder car. So like, it's going to be loud. Yeah. When you had your Mustang, I mean, it, yeah, that was that was. It wasn't the quickest. Car. Nah. Right. Yeah. But like, it, but it was loud, it was and you would enjoy it. You know, you'd enjoy it. Like even when you took off on the traffic light, you'd be slow, but like you'd 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 still have that yeah. that wow factor, yeah. you know, that because of the the loudness of it and yeah. everything like that. Yeah, and like that's why I I think yeah, having it like. Look, slow doesn't mean necessarily mean to be like it needs to be like super slow. Where you're like yeah. you're struggling, but like within limits yeah you know within within regulations of the law and everything like that but still have that that loudness behind it i think that's that's probably the best I think, way i think there's a lot to talk about that because like again with that video i saw today about the about the mx5 they, they were like you know the car they got out of before they went into the mx5 like these are these are professional you know road testers and they're like we got out of a, a, Cor- a corvette um z like the z06 like the latest you know c8 c9 whatever it is corvette you know mid-engine you know performance car and you have to be driving well over into three digits mm. miles per hour to get any sort of fizz out of it because because below that it's just like ah oh, it's a bit of nothing you have to yeah. you, have, you have to get a racetrack to wake it up to actually enjoy it whereas yeah. you can drive a you know a loud car mm. uh, you know you can enjoy you can enjoy it all the time you know and and I, I think there's a lot to be said about that you know like I've said it for years my laser was always more fun to drive than my typhoon you know in a you know on, in as an everyday drive because it's zippy I can get in and out of traffic. I can put, I can be flat, you know, flat footed everywhere, and I'm not breaking the speed limit. Yeah, you know, and, and it's fun, you know, and it's a, it's a fun little car. You can just you can just chuck around, and that's part, you know, it's part part of the reason why I bought the Fiesta because I wanted something that that you know had all those attributes in you know in in a in a in a, in a, in a car, and the Fiesta is like I mean, 200 horsepower is a lot. It's a lot of power. Like people say, oh, that's that's nothing, but it's like it actually is. Like it's a it's generally a quick car. Um, and you you you, re, you realize quickly you're like wow you're actually going well over the speed limit doing doing you know going going around that corner so like but yeah it still it still lights that 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 sense of fun in you and 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 I, and I, I love that in a car and you, it just proves that you don't have to have like my brother a thousand horsepower to have fun <laughs> you know like it's, um, <laughs> yeah I hope he's always seen this podcast yeah well no he, he does listen and, and he knows how I feel about it and I, well, I remember I said to him I said why when when after I hopped out of the car I'm like why. And he's like, well, I'm like, dude, the car's virtually a race car at this point. He's like, yeah, 
He's like, I need, he's like, I need another like fun like, kind of you know car I can drive. So then he goes and buys a C63. But that's that's beyond the point. <laughs> it, 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 the, the point is, it's you know you, you can have tons of fun in in a car like this with a bit of noise or or even low and slow. Like you know, like we've talked with like Robert Harley, a, a very low and slow kind of guys. Like they, they've got their F the old F trucks that are low and slow. You know, like they just yep. you know, make a bit of noise, super cool. You know, they've got full patina, a bit of rust, big wheels. Yeah, and, and and that for me is cool. Like it's you know people will be like, yeah, respect. You know, like that, that's that's a kind of a, a, a cool thing. I think with that, I, mean, is, I think with that, it's probably like the the size. Yeah. You know, because that like yeah. it's it's uh it's not fast, but like it's the the wear factor of you know it's an F truck. It's, it's a yeah. it's yeah, the yeah. size of it. You no, know? yeah. like yeah. that's that's probably the like it's not meant to be fast, it, but it's it's meant to be like you know adored at. You know. Yeah. That's probably a thing with that as well. <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, now Tyrone's um, soon to be family man. Uh, maybe you, the Kona N is probably the car for you. So that can, so you have an SUV uh, that will go snap, crackle, pop on demand because they sound really cool when the mm, dumps petrol into the wherever it dumps it to explode it and make it crackle out the back. <laughs> They're actually a very cool car. Steph was like really kind of interested in one and then she saw the boot size and she's like it's just not big enough for thomas um <laughs> she's like if they made this like a longer version she's like this would be the perfect car i'm like yeah it would be it'd be a, it'd be a good thing but um but anyway scotty what about you what, what do you said in the spence did are you in a great slow and slow uh, like like so, slow car fast or fast car slow um, I've, I've been thinking about it the whole time um i think it depends what you classify as fast I want a car that if I need to, I can quickly pull out and overtake. Mm-hmm. I don't want one where I've got to go, oh, could I make it? Oh, probably not. And then stay and have to be stuck behind them. I want to be able to have that confidence where I can pull out and go, yep, there's my gap, boom, and get past and overtake and then just go straight back cruising again. I think, I think that's my main thing. I'm fairly impatient. Um, I'm working on that. But <laughs> yeah. I can get pretty impatient. So it needs to at least have an amount of power where I can do that. And in saying that, it doesn't mean I need something that's got like four or 500 horsepower. You know, I only need a couple hundred. I mean, that's all my Subaru's got. It's got enough for me to quickly pick up where I can and do an overtake and then move over. It's not the fastest car at all, um, but it's not the slowest car either. So I think I kind of sit in the middle. But my problem is... Once you get used to that power, I can't. You kind of just start chasing more. Yeah. Like I can't. Yeah, there's just no limit. Some people can be happy and go, "Yeah, this is enough power. This is awesome fun," and drive that the whole time. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I kind of can't do that. But again, that depends. <laughs> but again, that depends what I'm using the car for. So if I'm already in the mindset that I'm just going out for a drive doesn't phase me i can just plot along and you know go for a bit of a spirited drive here and there that's fine but if it comes to a daily it needs something where i can at least quickly go boop and overtake if i need to so i'm not sure where i sit not sure where i am on that on that maybe you need two cars maybe you need two cars (laughs) yeah just depends depends what i'm doing but you know, I, I want one. I, I prefer one that handles really well in the hills, and I can give it the beans than something that's got heaps of horsepower. And I've got to be really careful on 
the accelerator and things like that on something where well, handles really well is what I prefer than straight line. To, 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 to echo that, like my Typhoon, mate, you know, it's got 270 kilowatts, right? Like that's what's what they came with the factory. And that's heaps. Like it's heaps of power. Like I don't, I never, when I'm ever, whenever I'm overtaking anybody or, you know, going long distance and putting my foot down, like I've never once said, oh, you know what? I do with a few more power, you know, horsepower there. Like, uh, you know, I never needed to never needed to do it. It's plenty enough when I take it for fun drives in the corners and have a bit of fun up and some good roads. It's plenty. It's plenty enough for that. So like you you, you get to think like how how much is like a, like a good amount? And and I always said like you know a, a nice amount is two hundred horsepower. Like that that's pretty much all you need. Um, like like two hundred horsepower. Like you know obviously re- relative to the size of the car, you know two hundred horsepower in let's say a uh, you know. Uh, a Commodore would be a bit different to 200 horsepower in a Fiesta, you know, you know power to weight, etc. But you know, like 200 horsepower in the get can get you out of trouble, and it, it's it's plenty enough in in terms of like you know what what you need to do. I think the problem is you get addicted to that feeling of that power at first, and obviously you get used to it, so you keep chasing that, and you keep going with more power, more power. So, and that's um, where you get into trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like when I had the 34 GDI, like that thing was like a rocket. I would give it a bit in second gear and then I'd skip third and just put it straight into fourth. Mm. Like it would just, I was like, oh my goodness. But then I got used to it and I was like, hmm, I'm going to buy this, get this, boost it up more. Yeah. And you start chasing because you want that feeling again that you remembered when you first drove it. And I think the best way to probably get that feeling is if you drove it maybe once every couple of weeks or something, Yeah, kind of um, forget about it and how it felt. And then you get back and you go like, Whoa, yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. Um, I think because I used it as a daily, I used the Evo eight as a daily, you're driving that all the time. So you get used to that power. Yeah, and you don't feel like it's enough. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't feel like, it's, yeah, exactly. You don't feel like it's enough anymore because you're like, oh, you know, I'm not being thrown back in the seat anymore. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because your body's prepared for it. It knows when it when it's about to kick in and your body without even thinking is already bracing ready for it compared to your passenger next to you that's been thrown back. Maybe the key is to have a, um, a really daggy, slow, um, horrible car to drive as well so that then you can just drive that <laughs> yeah. every day and then... Get, every time you get into your, your other car, you'll think, "Wow, this is amazing!" I can remember years ago, I used to drive a minibus for a, an organisation a bit, and I would, um, you know, I'd, I'd take a whole bunch of kids out in this bus and we'd go where we were going, and I'd come back and I'd get back into my KE thirty five Corolla at the time, I think, and it felt like a sports car yeah. getting back into this Corolla, and it was no sports car, I'm telling you, but. It felt so good because it was, you know, small and nippy and manoeuvrable and, and compared to this stupid minibus thing I was driving. <laughs> maybe that's the key. Maybe you have a, you have a sort of um, <clears throat> slug car for your second car and then you drive that and then, then you've got something to to enhance the experience whenever you want to drive your, your good car. Here's an idea, guys. We all buy scamps. And- <laughs> Hang on. Are you saying that's the Anything will be the fast then. Only <laughs> the scamps. Yeah. And the weekend, we take a normal car that's got like a, you know, a, let's say a basic four days and be like, whoa. <laughs> Feel those brakes. <laughs> power assisted. Power assisted. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, it's. I remember on the freeway with the scamp. I thought I was. I thought I was. Uh, you know, I thought I was not going to survive that trip. But 
Um, my, my, my thoughts, and, and to be fair, I was doing 100 k's an hour, and I was, I was like, you know, this one died. What's what's wrong with you? It's perfect. Um, but around town was fine. Um, <laughs> but then I was, I was like, I had the plan. I'm like, I need to overtake this guy because I need to get into the next lane. I'm not going to overtake him. I'm going to slow down. That's what I try to avoid. So, all right. So, so, so we're going to a mixed bag there. But you also had another one, David, about um, restored or original. Yeah. Look, this is this is a. I thought a bit about this one too recently because, um, and it buys in that whole barn barn find thing too, doesn't it? If you. It's a hard uh, one. <laughs> and what, yeah. what people, what what people, some of the cars you see at auctions, what they ask for barn finds complete with the dirt and stuff, and sometimes they even go for more than a restored example. But you can spend a lot of money restoring a car. A lot of people have, and a lot of people have spent the money and got them to the point where they were far better than the car that ever was new. Um, and um, lovely to look at, but where would you park it, you know, are you are you afraid of driving in? Is it better to have something that's hasn't been restored, got a little bit of patina about it, a couple of marks on it and stuff? So I suppose you know one of the litmus tests would be if you want to spend two hundred fifty thousand dollars, say on a nine eleven, would you buy a beautiful, fully restored nut and bolt restoration, or would you rather look for something that's been you know driven, maintained, loved, but not restored? Well, here's the, that's a big dilemma because for for a few reasons, I guarantee the restored one will drive better, it will look better, it'll feel better, it'll feel tighter, it it it'll be like brand new, right? But it'd be better than new because like you know the, the way we can put cars together today are far better than you know how they were originally. Um, but you'd be too scared, especially if it's a two hundred fifty thousand dollar like air cooled Porsche. Like, you'd, you'd be too scared to take it anywhere, right? Whereas yeah, you get like a, a, a usable one. You know, you, it's got a few dings. Got you're right. It's got a bit of patina. It, it's got it, it shows its it shows its character. You'd be more comfortable driving at that, but it 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 feel it feel you know inverted commas like an old car, um, unless it's been you know it's been it's had a lot of suspension and bushes and everything updated to you know to to today. So it, it's kind of like you know you, you're 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 flipping this. It's like a two sided coin here where where it's. You know, one, you're getting the, the pristine car, but you, you don't want to get a mark on it. Or two, you're getting the car that drive, looks like an old car because it is an old car and it, and, and still very original um, that you can possibly use every day. But, you know, you, you, you in the back of your head, you'd be like, oh, it, it, is, it is old. You know, it, it's probably, it probably hasn't had an engine rebuild, probably needs a few little things here and there. That also might be might play in your mind that you, you can you can possibly not get to, to get to somebody, get to, get to somewhere. So that's a really tough, that's a tough one. Like I, I, when you put that in, I was like, I don't know what to choose here because because like instantly that that thought played in my head i'm like you're getting a car that's virtually brand new or a car that's super original good thing about original cars are that, that have been driven is that they have been driven right like and and they're, they've yeah. been maintained and they've been and they've been on the road and so so that gives me that gives me good you know good good you know good feeling because like for example my mr2 right it's got over three hundred twenty-five thousand kilometers but yeah and it's We're like catching up it's, yeah you can't <laughs> but it, it drives really well because it's been maintained right like and, and it, i'm not I'm, it's got dings and scratches and, and, it's, and you know the body's not perfect but like i parked it at the, at the shopping center yesterday when i went to do my groceries and i was like i was like oh you know like, i wasn't looking for a, you know a spot miles and miles and miles away i was like oh you know what it'll, it'll work it's so small that even if you open your door you won't get hit it anyway but um you know I, I i wasn't as worried whereas if i took my let's say fiesta to to a car but I make sure I park it miles away from everybody else so no one not you know no one dings the door yeah. 
so I guess those things come to mind. And but in terms of like what I'd like to have, I don't know. Maybe I'd love to have a driver because I'd actually be able to enjoy it. But God, it'd be nice to have a really pristine version of it. Maybe the key, maybe the key then, just thinking on the head is is to to you know be be very mindful of the restoration you do, so that you actually do a mechanical restoration, you know, bushes and 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 upgrade brakes and all those sorts of things if you can, make the car completely reliable and drivable and not go to town on the body like some people, you know, I mean, some people can spend, you know, 30000 40, $50,000 on the body work or more, you know, um, and then you end up with something that, as I said before, is far better than the original ever was. I, I really, I think... You know, quite some of the car shows we go to, you see some really cool cars, you know, the missing bits of paint and all that sort of thing. And, and that maybe that's the answer. Maybe you, you, do, you spend half of what you would on a full restoration and you make sure it's absolutely nothing but reliable and, and turnkey and everything um, and leave the body a bit. But I think the key word is presentation. Like you still you still keep it presentable, right? So, like, so, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You'd have. Yeah, you wouldn't have it completely clapped, you know, like it, 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 would, it wouldn't be completely shot. Like you'd make sure like it looked presentable. You'd be like, oh, no, that's a really original car. And there's, there's a lot to be said about a very original car. I mean, Tyrone, your Mustang was very original. I don't yeah. think that had paint, did it? No, no. No, it, it, that, that was a very super yeah. original car. Um, And I mean, Scotty, you saw that car. It was a really nice example. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was it was usable. So you could mm. drive it, and and you know you, you didn't feel scared to take it out. Nah. You drove it in the rain. You drove it everywhere. Yeah, I drove. Yeah, that's the thing. Like what it one is. Are we talking about like daily or not daily? Just just a drive. Just a drive. A, a driver. Okay, yeah, a yeah. driver. Um, look, I've always been for uh, restoration. Yeah. No matter. No matter. No matter the cost, <laughs> but obviously a restoration to your liking, because obviously when you restore the car, it's you want you restore it to what you want, yeah. what you want in there, how you want it, you know, and stuff like that. And you know me, I'd, I'd drive it anywhere. Yeah. I drive it in rain, hail, storm. I'd, I just drive it anywhere, you know. Maybe not hail, but <laughs> but uh, I drive it in rain. I don't I don't care if it gets dirty, you know. I okay, go. That's that's what that's what you're there to to wash it, you know, yeah. to wash it and keep it clean. That's the that's the part of enjoying a car, you know. You you need to you yeah, need yeah, to get yeah. it dirty to to wash it and and enjoy 100%. it. You know? So I would, for me, I would um, do a restoration and and drive it. I don't mind. Look, I know. Yes, you're gonna get these little dings and stuff, and depending where you're gonna park it and all that stuff, you know, you're gonna get people that are that don't care. They don't know what the car is. They don't care what the car is. They just they're just gonna open the car doors as as wide as they can yeah. uh, and knock <laughs> yours. Um, but I on the other side is like if if you if you're Rob's self fabrication oh. and you restore it yourself, then I don't think that you would have an issue to to redo it, redo anything, or if you do get any little major you know knocks on it. And nowadays with like this paintless, um, yeah. yeah, paintless dent removals and stuff like that, like like uh, I, I like ah uh, yeah, for me I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind getting restoration and and um, and driving it, Scotty. Yeah, I'm leaning towards not original because the way I was picturing original was um, like an XY GDHO Phase 3. If you had one of those original, you'd be too scared to drive it. For the others. <laughs> it's got matching numbers. It's worth heaps. So that, that that car, you wouldn't drive it because you don't want it to get stolen. And I'd prefer to have a replica. 
I see. I see what you mean. It's kind of like yeah. just, just hold the replica thought one second because like it's mm. context about the car. What type of car is it? Yeah. Like is it is it you know is it a GTHO or is it like a you know like an eighties you know Pulsar that's yeah ET Turbo that's really really nice but only about ten thousand dollars on a good day you know, mm. you know you know what I mean like um so I guess that that comes into context and in, and you just said you'd rather have a uh, have a replica that that would you rather have a, have a replica that's mint or would you rather have a, a replica that's just okay and you can drive it. Um, I don't think I'd be too too overly picky because since it's a replica, I don't feel bad about changing things to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Updating suspension, updating brakes or doing some engine mods to it or something like that. You know, changing it to whatever it might be, you know, to get maybe not just more power but more reliability <laughs> from the engine too. Um, but if it was matching numbers and that you – I'd be too scared. I would try and keep it as original as possible. Then you're trying to chase those parts to keep it original and you just would not, I wouldn't enjoy it. I feel like I'm all for the people that love originality. And if I found one that was original, I'd be, I, I wouldn't want to touch it. I wouldn't want to change it. I wouldn't want to even find a new exhaust for it. I'd be like, no, I need it to look original or something. And yeah. It just feels like it's a museum piece and I'm yeah. I, change it but that's it, the scenario that i had with the mustang um because that was that was all original yeah and yeah. i was like mm, should i change it should i not you know do i take change it but still keep the motor so then if i want to just change it back to original i can you know so yeah it was but then i just made up my mind i'm like nah stuff it i'm just gonna change it <laughs> it's gotta be what you want it's like the old argument that ed said you know when People would come in and they'd say, "Oh, you know, buy. I better buy a silver Mercedes or a black BMW or whatever because for resale, no, buy the colour you want. You know, like it's you know, mean green, mean green, mean green. You know, like I just, I just think it's um, just follow on from what you said, Tyrone. It's your car. You want to enjoy it the way you want to enjoy it. So yeah, do what you want to it." But but yeah, I think I think people, I think I think it's good to to do customize them the way you want to customize them. I think it's sad. I mean, cars only original once, whether it's paint or trim or whatever. And I find that with work sometimes. I mean, I what I used to have a compressor in my car, and I, you know, I paint people's leather interiors. You know, with you know, prepare them and paint them with leather paint. But if they wanted the, you know, their their interior done, well, I I gave up doing that about. Oh, probably 15 years ago now. Now I just do the parts that are damaged. So I'd rather leave it. I paint as little as I can so that what I do is just tie it together and make it look original like it, it should be, not not looking all shiny, brand new and painted, you know. As, yeah. And some people used to say, oh, but, you know, it's not very glossy. I wanted it to be really glossy. Well, it shouldn't be glossy anyway. Yeah. But we've got, we've got some, you know, um, top coat, creams that we can rub on that will make them glossy if that's what they want. But, uh, but yeah, the paints usually, the colours usually matter it out pretty well. Um, but, yeah, I, I've got a bit of an aversion to, like, doing uh, redoing things that don't need to be redone. Certainly it's another whole other argument if the, if the paint's really bad. I mean, do you leave it really bad or do you respray it? And, but, again, I think the overriding thing, as Tyrone said, you, you do what you want if you, with your car. You enjoy it the way you want to enjoy it. So, all right. So, I want to ask you this question before, um, before we, before we finish on, on on this one. Is there levels in which, like, is there tiers? For example, like GTHO Phase Three TR, 
where if it's original, you don't just just a general rule, don't touch it. But you might get a, like a 1970 car from you know, the same year, like a Renault 16 that's worth you know under ten thousand dollars. That's just as mint and just as original. You know, but but you, you could still technically drive that because it's not it's not worth so much. I'll, I'll be saying it in terms of like how much the car is actually worth in terms of in terms of like um what it's actually you know what it's worth in, in dollar values or what it's worth to a person and and i think i think that's where i think that's where like the different tiers of the different cars come into play so like scotty would rather a you know like a xygt mock-up with a you know with, with a with a 351 top loader and you know reliable with fuel injection you know for example and and reliable mm-hmm. suspension and uh, and and you know and that actually make the car go around a corner and not and you know uh, upgrade the brakes so you not you don't have drums in the rear and you know something that you can actually drive and you know feel like this is actually okay to drive. So I think that there's different tiers into which you can which you can take this and it's. Um, well, I don't reckon it is. I feel like no matter what it is, I don't think I'd be able to do anything, even if it was like a '90s Camry and it was mint condition completely original i still wouldn't want to do anything to it because it's like i don't know there's something about it there's like you know the last car show we went to oh, what was the car it had really low k's it's a little hatchback oh the um that uh, <clears throat> that swift gti yeah oh so yeah the, yeah the red one Twelve thousand k's. yeah i i would not do anything to it <laughs> yeah even with that low k's it's already set with that low case. I'd be too scared to put kilometers on it. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like that. I want to be able to try. <laughs> want to be able to try. Yeah. So I wouldn't be able to get a car that's completely original like that and just in perfect condition because I, I wouldn't want to drive it. If I saw a stone chip on it, I'd freak out. Um, I just, yeah, I, I wouldn't enjoy it. I wouldn't like it. I think that's just my personality. David, I, I just wouldn't be able to drive it. You sit in that same category? Like your like, I'll put it to some context for you. Your um, Integra was it sixty six thousand cables on it? Yep, yep. Um, absolutely gorgeous car, like really nice original car. Um, I know the front bar got done because um, yep. the old the old lady uh, had a bit of a mishap, but whoops, yep. a bit of a whoopsie. But um, you know, would you prefer would you prefer that, or would you prefer one that's had two hundred thousand cables on it and you could drive it a bit more? Ooh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I, I think I mean I'm lucky to have you know a couple of cars, and so I don't have to drive the same car every day. So the cars don't get don't don't get added to significantly on any of the the weekend cars. Yeah. Um, certainly, you know, to, to be able to drive one as an everyday car would be good. The in, the red Integra is too good to do that with. It does have a scratch down the side of the rear quarter. Um, which looks like it might have been the gate or the fence or something, and it's just put a very slight graze in, in the in the um, guard. But I don't, I'm not going to repair it because it's uh, it, well. Number one, you've got to then match the paint to the whole side of the car, which would be in, incredibly hard on a on a red rear red Integra for that's 35 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but yeah, I'd rather leave that because it's only when you look for it. I mean, I know it's there, but you don't generally see notice it. Sort of thing. So I'd rather leave that there because it's sort of part of the story of the car. That's a whole other thing. If you know the history of the car from um, and, and uh, from from new or from a, a lot of the history of the car, um, then I think it can be allowed to have a few more bits and pieces 
on it because you know hey where they happen it's like ed's tarago you know like his um, uncle that he owned it from new you know took him around and described every you know stone chip and every mm-hmm. every crease in panels and, and knew exactly where they happened and when and, and took took ed through them in detail which made him laugh but you know that that car's done four hundred thousand k's and it looks amazing for its kilometers so i mean you you really want to leave it like that so well, the, the, when I took my M2 to my panel guy to 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 show him that little bit of rust at the on the passenger side door where you know the um like on, on the body, he's like he's like just put some touch up paint on it. I'm, I'm like really? He's like he's like look, you don't drive it every day. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be wet every day. He's like, yeah. like to match it, to take it all apart, to blend it in. You have to do yeah. the door. You have to. Do he's like he's like he's like honestly, it's not worth it. Like like. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's like he's like look you can make this car as mint as possible but he's like it's still going to be a three hundred and twenty thousand k you know mr2 the paint's really good for its age he's like personally I'm, he's, he's like here you go he makes me have some touch up and he's like just you know just 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 put, put a little bit of that on and he's like he's like look don't don't stress too much he's like if it starts to bubble and get bad he's like yeah then then we'll start looking at it but he's like in the, in the it's kind of a bit surfacey. Don't worry about it. Like it's just it's just one of those you know we can get that um rust prime to put on there so then it doesn't. Won't get any worse than what it is. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I've done before on some of the spots. I just put a bit of rust prime. You know, if it's in a spot where it's not too noticeable, I kind of rub it back. Yeah. Wire brush, bit of the rust prime, and have the top, and you're all good. You're all good. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll do a. I'll. I'll, We'll continue with our next. Um. Our next. uh, What would you rather of of the evening? Um. So, Tyrone, we know we know where you stand with that. Uh. Yeah. Just 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 enjoy it. Um, but 80s performance cars, then we love cars from the 80s. Um, and uh, this this exact discussion I had with Thomas as we were, um, you know, trying to, you know, negate our deaths uh, uh, from the roller coaster. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, car, we're like performance icons from, from the 80s, but, um, you know, from Japan and Australia. So, for example, the Mark III Toyota Supra Turbo, you know, three liter turbo. So, like, the, these are all cars we, we could get in Australia. Um, FC RX7, um, uh, Z31 300ZX Turbo, uh, Mitsubishi Starion, and a VL Walkinshaw, all very similar era, all very different cars, but all kind of 80s performance icons in, in you know, for their day and, and for, for, for what we have now. Um, they're very expensive. Like uh, the Supras were, you know, in today's money, 140 grand. Like that, they weren't they weren't cheap back then. Um, I, I mean. Neither was the you know the RX7, and neither was the you know the any any the, the VL or, or anything else like that. So, um, where's your money going, and why? And basically, um, what would you what what actually what would you have bought then? What would you have now? I think I think it's the 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 way the way we've been we've been doing it these ones the last few times. So, so the Supra, the VL, the RX7. What was the other one? Uh, Starion. Starion. Um, so Supra VL. RX7 and 300ZX, uh, the, the first, the, the Z31. So, so not the uh, not the iconic second um, second 300ZX, the, the first kind of more more boxy uh, angular one. Yeah, angular one. Yeah, the the very 80s one. So we're talking an RX7 like series four, five. Yeah, so FC would be series five, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. It's the one that looks like a Porsche 944. If that's what, if that's what's going. Yep, yep, yep. I think then and now I'd be, I'd be going the Supra. Okay, <laughs> all right, okay. It's the biggest yep. car out of all of them. Like it's just the yeah, yeah, yeah. Car. The VL is such a an acquired taste. 
Yes. Well, I mean, I mean, back in the day, they, they had them on lots for years after after they after they saw them. They couldn't because they, they were considered ugly. Couldn't sell them. No. Considered a hideous looking car. The plastic pig they called, I believe. That was, that was one of the names for it. Um, <laughs> I think the Starian always looked a little awkward. Um, yeah, I, I think the 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 Supra was a much nicer design. Mm-hmm. Um, bulletproof Toyota reliability and and sort of more boulevard cruisery. I suppose than the than most of the others. Although the three hundred ZX is pretty boulevardy, isn't it? Yeah, it is a little bit. But uh, no, I, I'd be that I'd have the Super in the drive, and I would have hung on to it, and it'd be worth more than I paid for it now. It would oh no, probably wouldn't be worth more than I paid for it now, would it? Because they're not <laughs> worth that such money, that much money in today's money. But um, sure. it's true. <laughs> um, so so you'd be super then super now. What about you, Tyrone? Um, I think I'm leaning towards David as well. I think I'd be yeah. Like, look if so. This uh, is the eighty super. Yeah, like, the yeah. like VL at that time. I don't know. It wasn't like now. Yes, now you'd you'd yeah, you'd have one. Yeah, <laughs> you know now you'd have one. But like back then, would you buy one? That's the thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. So no, I think I'll stick with with uh, the super as well. Super then and super now. now. Yeah, Scotty. Uh, I'm the same. I was, <laughs> I was pushing um, up the price of Supras all around the world. I got such a massive soft spot for the Mark III Supras. I really wish I could own one one day. Um, there's not that many around, and yeah, they go for too much now. I don't think I'll ever be able to own one. I think they go for like you know high twenties into the thirties and stuff now. So if not more. So that's kind of sad. I'll never get to own one. So it'll just be a car I can look at and go, oh, I wish. <laughs> always wanted one. When I was at the Motocara um, early in the year with the with the MR2, there was a guy with it. He drove down from Sydney in a, in, a, in a Mark III Supra. And he was hooning the crap out of it. Like I, like he was doing donuts and like bouncing off the limiter. And I'm, I'm like, dude, like, oh. <laughs> he was driving it like he stole it. <laughs> Um, and, I, and I was like, I was like, you know, that's fair play to see to see the old the old um, the old that's just redo. But he upgraded the suspension, so it wasn't as boaty and floaty. It actually handled really really well. Yep. Um, so so would you be super then super now, Scotty, or would you would you just be super then and then something different now? Hmm. Super now, maybe back then I would have gone for a three hundred ZX. I think. Okay. Okay. Till I realised that. It's out of warranty and working on the engine is horrible. So <laughs> that's fair. not like the seven M GTE is any better, but <laughs> hey, look, just tighten the head bolts and you'll be right, Scotty. That, that's <laughs> yeah. Before I go out for a drive, get get your torque wrench out. Just just start. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Um, for me. It would it would have been hard in the eighties because I really liked um I really like an FCRX seven I think that I think they're a really really cool car I think they're yeah, I think they're underappreciated I think they're the underappreciated RX seven the one that never got any love like the early ones always got always got love um, yep. and obviously the you know the the late FDs and series sevens and etc always got massive love um so I think I probably would have would have had an RX seven then but. I, I kind of really have a soft spot for the for the box flares on a, on a late model Starion, on like a latest okay. like the boxy the, the, the box the, I mean box flares on any car look kind of cool. True, true. Um, so I would have probably went went for went for that over the RX7 back in the eighties, but now I might go for an RX7 now, 
purely for the fact that it's a little bit different and it, and it's you know something that it's you know it's a bit unique it's, it's rotary powered it's you know it, it's got it's it's a different kind of it's a different car in general yes i know i'd have to be you know doing apex seals every five minutes but would it be worth it for those five minutes absolutely it'd be it'd be a lot of fun and i, and I, and I reckon they'd look good and i'd have it in white with the big red sun sticker on the side of it to to be um uh ryuski uh takahashi i live my initial dreams in 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 a in a, in a fantasy world but yeah i've always kind of had a soft spot for that so i'd probably go the um boxy stallion then fc rx7 now followed by the super i'd say i'd say now because i because I, I think it'd be it'd be nice just to put a car yeah and the good thing about the super, i mean all, all these cars i think you could get them as an auto so you could uh except the walking i think the walking shows only came manual for, for that one if i'm not if i'm not mistaken but you know the super could you could get it as an auto and i wouldn't even mind it as an auto like you could just just pop it in drive and just just you know just, just cruise it and and, and be, be super gt and, that, and that's totally fine with me uh for, for a car of that size my last one, gentlemen, is sticking in the 80s. Um, it's 80s luxury sedans. So um, you're a well-to-do man in the 80s. You've, you've been given a, you've been given a, a promotion um, because you're, you're on the board of, of some some big company on, on, on Collins Street, and you need to look the part because you're rocking up in your in your um, in your XB uh, XB you know wagon. Uh, is not really a good look for a company, and um, <laughs> and and your and your boss is like, here's you know one hundred and twenty thousand dollars Australian back in the eighties. This is what you go 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 have some fun. You've got a BMW E thirty four five thirty five I, so five five thirty five I. Uh, you got a W one two four three hundred E um, twenty four valve Audi one hundred, or a Spanner Works Mazda nine two nine, which was considered a very luxury luxurious car back in the. Uh, Back in the back in the eighties, but um, the, the the only one I didn't put in here yet, which I know with David would pick, would be the the, the legend. But I'll put that in there. I'll put that in there just just to, just to stump you at this time, this time around, David, because I because the legend would be what I what I would probably have um uh have had then. That, that's a smart man's you know a smart man's luxury because because they they weren't they weren't a cheap car. Like a legend was a very expensive car back in the day. It was. So. So which uh, nine two nine are we talking? Four wheel steer. Four wheel steer. Yes. Yep. So where is your money going then, and where's it going now? So these are all, all four-door. You know, they're, they're the four-door versions of all of these cars. Um, what would you have bought? I probably would have. I'd probably take the Mazda then. Yep. With its cool four-wheel steer and its cool um, um, solar-powered sunroof. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty out there. I still don't know why they don't have solar panels on the roofs of cars these days. But anyway. I agree. That's, I think it's genius. Uh, doesn't seem to make any sense at all. Um, and today, look, a really nice 300E is still hard to go past, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Scotty? It would be the Mercedes then and the Mercedes now. Yeah. <laughs> um, just the shape, the build quality of them back then too. Oh, yeah, they're, they're all good. Um, you, you you just can't beat it. It was an absolute tank. I mean, look at them still around today, getting around. So, yeah, there was a lot of W124 still getting around. Like, I see tons of them still. Yeah. 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 And they're still going strong. It's just they were built so well back then. Very sought after, um, high reputation. So, if I'm working in an office like that and I'm rich, <clears throat> that's what I go for. That's what you choose to show off in. Intimidate all the other staff members. Yep, exactly right. 
Zero you can rock up in your Mazda if you like, but then I'll just rock up in the Merc. Taren? Yeah. Um, look, BMW will be out of the list because yeah. that's just <laughs> – I'd probably go Mercedes then and Mercedes now as well. I would I would be on much in the same boat. Like I want to fall back then. I mean, it, it, the the only thing that would have got me with the nine two nine was being Japanese, very very technologically advanced, like lots of gizmos, lots of different things, which 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 would have like tickled my fancy. But you know, a three hundred e still today is like I mean, they're not a very um extreme. They're not a very what's it called like you know techie car. They're actually quite a simple car. But they're built very like well, like like even my one, which was a complete bucket, was still like when the, when the door shut, it felt like a vault, like it felt like you were shutting a door. It, it felt quality and and it still drove well. Like even even after like even when Ed drove money, he's like he's like yeah, look, you know, it, it's the cars had it, but it still drives like a it still drives fine. It still drives like a three hundred e you know should like a one two four should drive. Um, so I think I would have went one two four then, and then a one two four now for me. That that would have been. Um, that would have been it, David. I know you got to go, so what we'll do is we'll do we'll quickly jump into the quiz before before you go. Oh, thanks, mate. That, that's if only if you're ready. No, that, that, that's all the uh, that's all the, the what will you rather I've had for tonight. Um, we can if we've got any other ones, we can continue on them with them uh, with them next. The Toyota are the winners, and Mercedes are the winners tonight. Correct. That's the <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's get into tonight's car quiz. Ten questions plus some bonus questions. You know how it works. Um, question one. So, just so you know, guys, my, my, my thing is here. Tyrone is over there. I've got him on my phone. He can't see. Um, question one The Holden Calibra or Opal Calibra or Voxel Calibra held the title of the most what when it was released and held it for a while before it over, overtaken David. Uh, David. It was the most aerodynamic production car at the time, wasn't it? Absolutely, it was. Well, I was going to say the most crappiest car. <laughs> <laughs> It was that too. It was a dual title, really. (laughs) They weren't weren't built very well at all, to be fair. Uh, Question two. What was the first car ever to be designed by a woman um, with the woman leading the design team? That's a good question. Mm. Was it in Australia or overseas? The car was released in Australia, absolutely. But it, it it was a world car. A world car. So it was in Europe, America. We got it. Asia got it. Hmm. I don't know. I'll take a guess. Was it a BMW? It wasn't a BMW. No. Mm-hmm. Mercedes. Mercedes is incorrect. I'll tell you what, if you give me a make, I'll give you 0.5. If you give me a make, the, the white make. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I am going to say. Designed by a lady. Designed and made by a lady. Ford. Yeah, I'll give you 0.5 for Ford. Name me the. I can guess what the car was. Focus. Incorrect. It was the Ford Probe. Oh, I wonder why it's not around. Yeah. <laughs> the Ford. Yeah. The Ford Probe. Um, basically, if you actually have a look at it, it was it's very well designed. It, it was designed to, to. It was designed by a woman to to. Yeah, the buttons were, you know, were clear to read and and they had they had touch and like they had like you know it was you, you should I mean the, the the Probe story is quite interesting because. It was a mistake that wasn't a mistake, but ended up being a mistake, but didn't sell too well. So it's actually quite interesting, quite an interesting story um, about that car. So the bonus question, I'm guessing you guys would not have no idea what was her name. And, uh, and <laughs> no it was uh, Mimi Vandermolen. Um, she was a revolutionary of her time. There you go. 
So that was the, the the probe was based on the MX five, wasn't it? So it was an adaptation. Yeah, no, uh, MX six. MX six, sorry, yes, MX six, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so, so it was an adaptation, like of of adjusting the the bodywork of the, the MX six to actually become the yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. pretty pretty much. I mean, the, the MX six was was virtually an American car anyway at that, at that point. Like it was it was the the Mazda and Ford back in the eighties, especially had a real kind of you know. Um, love, love relationship, um, and I'll have to find, I'll have to find some of the videos I watched about it. But it's actually a really interesting story. Uh, I think, I think you'd, you'd, you'd enjoy it. Question three: The Mazda two hybrid, Mazda two hybrid, is based off what car? Sorry, the Mazda two hybrid. Hybrid, yeah. So, so it's not, it's not actually a Mazda two. It's based off another car. What's it based on? Trying to think of something else. It's a small platform. Mazda two. David. 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 Is it a Suzuki? Incorrect. Tyrone. Hyundai? Hyundai is incorrect. Scotty. Toyota? I'll give you 0.5. Oh. Can you give me, can you give me the, what, what Toyota is based on? Prius? Incorrect. <laughs> it's uh, the Toyota Yaris Hybrid is what they're based on. Mm. Yaris. Uh... It quite literally, if you look it up, it looks exactly like a, like a Toyota Toyota Yaris. It's, it's, like, it's, a, it's a really blatant copy. Score check, yeah. David won. Scotty won. Question Anyone's four: how, how many GTHO Falcons came with an automatic transmission? David. David. It's rumored to be one. It is rumored to be one. That is, that is correct. I actually found it recently. Did, did you hear that story? I saw that. that. Yeah. Did they? I didn't hear about that. No. One question, person. Question five: Triple A's study of new cars in 2017 proved that manufacturers' claims and laboratory tests on fuel consumption were not accurate. Really? They, yeah. <laughs> You don't say. <laughs> they, they end up conducting real-world driving and research to show a real claim for each car that, that are, that's about to go on sale. On average, how many percent off were the claims by the, the labs and the tests in real in, in real life? I'll give closer to on a percentage. All right, I'll go 15%. 15%, says David. Oh, I was going to go 32. Okay. 32 says, Scotty? Mm. And they're bastards and they're way off. <laughs> 40. 40 says Tyrone. The answer is 23%. Oh, no, I was going to say 25. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I Go with your first. Is, uh, closest to that, so I'll give him a chocolate there. Uh, Question six. The X in FGX stands for what? So the, the, the final Falcon. Sorry, in FGX? FGX, you know, the FGX Falcon, like the last Falcon, the FG. Oh, FGX, sorry. Mm-hmm. The X stands for what? Hmm. 10. 10, incorrect. Well, good guess, though, Tyrone. Right? I like that. I was thinking, um, I'm glad you said it, so I got another chance. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, David, I'll say extra. Incorrect. That's another good guess, but incorrect. <laughs> FGX, X as in X, the final, I don't know, final edition, X. Incorrect. It was to pay homage to the to Falcon's most successful era from the XK to XH. Oh, oh really? There you go. Hmm. Question seven. The Japan-only versions of the Holden, sorry, of the Isuzu Gemini from 1997 to 2000 were not actually a Gemini at all. They were based on another Japanese car. What car were they based on? They're ugly. Yeah, they, weren't, they, they, weren't, they weren't a good-looking car, that's for sure. Okay. 
Scott. Go. Was it based off a of Suzuki? Incorrect. Okay. David. David. Were they based off a of Honda? Uh, yeah, what Honda? I'll give you 0.5 for Honda. I'll say Civic. The biggest correct one, I'll get the other 0.5. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oof. Okay. They hit the Civic with the ugly stick is what they did, but anyway, that doesn't Yeah, wow. I did not know that till right then, but I knew that there was a bit of a collaboration with Honda and Isuzu through through that period of time. Okay. David, you were, you were today years old when you found that information out. I know, I know. That's amazing. <laughs> Question eight. Who are the new three hosts of Australia's new Top Gear series? A point Scott. David. Scott. <laughs> I only know one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Moog. That is one. <laughs> uh, the, the other two, I don't know. David, Especially the one with the bigger beard, and I've got no clue who he is. David, you're it's in Jonathan Lapalia. That is another one of them, David. Yes, that's one point to you. And then the third one is the guy that hosts the Amazing Race Australia. It is. Thanks, rugby player. Mm-hmm. Um, what a funny guy. B. Blair. Blake. Blair. Blake. No, don't, I can't remember his name. Oh, no good. Starts with B. He's giving you a hint. <laughs> yeah. NRL player. Yeah. Oh, um, last name's Ryan. Come on, Tyrone. I want to get you on the board. Bo Ryan. Bo Ryan. Well <laughs> ah, yeah. Got, got you on the board, Tyrone. Yeah. Question nine. Enzo Ferrari was rumored to have, to have called Jaguar E-Type the what? David. David. Most beautiful car in the world. Most beautiful car in the world. Absolutely. Bonus question. Its original six-cylinder engine was how big in litres? Ooh. Hmm. David. David? 4.2. Incorrect. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's freaky. (laughs) Four litres. Incorrect. I'm going to say 3.8. 3.8 is absolutely correct. (laughs) Never late in the 3.8. Never late in the 3.8. Ask any Commodore guy, they'll tell you that. Um, I got to say thanks. I got to say thanks to David for saying 4.2 first. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, Cheers. (laughs) <laughs> bonus bonus question it then grew to be how big 4.2 the early ones were the early ones were 3.8 and then they grew to a 4.2 later so score check uh scotty on three david one two three four five six tyrone on two question 10 the Toyota echo had a sporty version what was it called? David. David. The Sportivo. Sportivo was absolutely correct. Bonus question. How many other Toyota nameplates had the Sportivo at the time? All right. Tyrone. One. Incorrect. David. Oh, at the time, David. two. Another two. Another mm-hmm. two. Correct. Well done. Corolla. Yeah, Corolla yeah. and Camry. And the Camry. Camry. Yeah. Well done. That is the car quiz. What about the Camry then? I was just, I remember the Corolla, and then when you said no to Tyrone, I was like, oh, Camry. Camry. <laughs> I almost bought one back in the day. I almost bought a a, a, a Camry Sport. This is before I bought my laser SR2. Camry Sportivo V6 manual with the factory sat nav and roof. It was a nice Ooh. car. And then the guy um, was like, yeah, I'll sell it to you. And I, I was like, can I come see? He's like, yeah, come today. And uh, I called him like, hey, I'm coming to He's like, I sold the car last night. I'm like, well, thanks, man. Thanks for telling me. But anyway. Uh, that happens so often. Outrageous. Anyway, uh, David is our winner. A complete annihilation. Well done, David. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. <laughs> Gentlemen, I think that's a podcast.
Oh, Sprecken. Done well. Um, Scotty, golf tip of the week. Golf tip of the week. I'm talking about golf balls. Mm-hmm. Um, try, especially if you're a beginner and just trying out, make sure you get some nice brand new golf balls. But go for some of those soft ones, the chrome soft ones and that. Oh, they feel so good hitting those ones compared to like the harder ones that pros and all that use. We just don't, you just don't have that swing speed that they do to hit it as well. So I just noticed when I've changed over to these chrome soft ones, um, oh, I can actually hit them further and it's just so much better to hit. You agree with It feels that? nice when you hit it with your yeah. eyes and it does, um, but when I used to play in, in uh, well, yeah, when I used to go out playing, David, I know you're gonna go. We'll talk to you later, David. Thanks, David. Have, have a great week, guys. Hey, See David. You, David. Um, yeah, when I used to play, I actually used to just buy golf balls in bulk um, because I used to lose that many. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, just yeah. buy them in bulk and then, yeah, just tore them. And then, yeah, but I right. actually, I actually like the uh, the fluoro ones. They were not bad, but on a yeah. on a they, they stand um, out more. I can see them a bit yeah. better. Yeah, but on a uh, very sunny day, and if the green is very green, yeah, you can't find them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it just depends. But yeah, no, uh, a good soft golf ball is good. Very, very good. Yeah. Like and share our Facebook pages, Talk TRQ, with many Jack Commission every episode. So it's all up on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasting apps. So never forget to subscribe, rate, and reveal to us there. Check out our merch, go to Teespin store, go to teespin.com, type in Cartalk store, check out our merch there, or become a patron to our patron. Go to patreon.com forward slash Cartalk podcast. Hi to our patrons. You know who you are. Thanks for supporting the show. Gentlemen, honor as always, and I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy. See ya. Yeah.